Welcome everybody. Um, I'm Kylan and I'm here with a guest I'm very excited about that very special near and dear to my heart and life. Uh, I actually have talented musician, songwriter, singer, uh, also a uh, social media expert maven helping out with so many people in so many ways uh, and one of my best friends in the whole world and people I trust and love the most, Tara Kelly. We haven't even started. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Thank you for saying such kind things. Well, it's me. easy to say, you know, true things, just to say facts. It's, 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 it's simple enough. Um, this is our whole friendship. <laughs> <laughs> he just says nice things to me, and then I slightly refute the compliment because it's hard to take. We, 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 we got to fight back and forth on that a little bit more. But I mean, you're, you're getting used to receiving and, and reception, but I. It's so odd because it's like having you here for us to talk and like, you know, because we talk all the time, but then getting mm -hmm. to uh, do it on this sort of format on this podcast that like I feel really appreciative of your support and in getting here and getting this on, getting this started now. Um, I wanted to talk about connections and I know that you we kind of helped with my first podcast, the conversations with Kyle and those kind of just more of a fun thing to do. Um, and then how do you think about the new name? I love the new name. Seriously, that new name is like the upgrade we didn't even know we needed. Cause like the best things about you are your ability to talk to people and make them feel so loved and appreciated, but also to facilitate that connection. So if we were going conversations up the mountain to connections, like this is where we were supposed to land all along. <laughs> this is great. I appreciate that. I'm really excited, and thank you for your help and support in that. Um, Anytime. So, I mean, you know, you're, to have you as a, a guest in the podcast, we got to know, like, how did you and I get connected from your memory? From my memory. I know. I'm like, I'll be so interested if our memories differ because we're old. Um, no, we're not. I'm just no, kidding. we're not. Um, it feels like we're old, though, because we've been friends for 10 years. Right. I mean, we'll start, yeah, so start, you know, how you found your way over, because I think it's super brave and inspiring and awesome to hear about this courage. As a young girl, you came over by yourself. I did, over to the West Coast, across the... From where? Let's, let's give, yes. give, give origin. Um, so I grew up in a town called Medford, New Jersey. Um, I spent most of my young adult life there. Um, and I loved all things creative. I was a singer, actor, dancer, um, terrible at sports. My parents tried to get me in every sport and I was me awful too. at every single one of them, um, except for anything like slightly dance related. Um, even in basketball, I tried to like spin around and stuff. They were like, you gotta stop. Um, but yeah, I, I loved my like hometown and my family and my life there, but I also felt at the same time like, there was something waiting for me bigger somewhere else. Um, and I did a short film with a good friend of mine who is also a musician. Um, he and I did like a singing short film together in New York when we were 13 years old and he moved to LA after that. And it like just the inception of me wanting to move to LA started there and my life just became a series of PowerPoint presentations to my parents as to why they should let me move to LA. Um, and I'd never been here before and I came here and came to like look at colleges 
um, with my mom. She let me do that. Um, and that college trip, I haven't left since, other than to like go visit other places. But yeah, I um, I came and I met with some friends out here and got an agent and was really like, I'm gonna, you know, be in every room I can doing writing sessions, um, trying to be a little tiny pop star. And for some reason, they let their 16 year old daughter like live in Los Angeles by herself. Yeah, um, wait, so who did you live with when you first got here? And then I remember, yeah. and two, you, I'm obviously singing now is the focus, but I remember mm-hmm. like seeing some IMDb pages, like you were doing a lot of acting modeling <laughs> stuff at first, because right now you look, yeah. you know, 18, but then you look 13. Or well, actually, no, if you were 13, you probably looked eight. I don't it's know. It's true. You know what's really funny about that is that when I first got to LA, they told me I was 16, about to turn 17. And every like agent, music manager, anyone that ever sort of like looked at me and assessed who I was or was going to be in the industry was like, she looks 25, which is a problem because they were like, she looks too mature. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then somehow, somewhere, I mean, I'm not saying I particularly look young, but like, I feel like once I hit 25, there was this reverse that started happening where people were like, you you look a lot younger now than you are. And I was like, am I Benjamin buttoning? Like, I can't, I don't know what's happening. Um, But yeah, I, I came here and like, booked a commercial the first week I was here, which was like the number one bullet point in my PowerPoint presentation of why I should stay. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be able to buy myself my first car and, you know, sustain living. Um, and I lived with this friend, Tyler, when I first moved here, um, and a few other friends sort of on and off for that first year. But my parents were very like supportive emotionally. Like they knew I really wanted to do this, but they always made me prove myself. And they were like, if you really want this, you know, you have to make phone calls, you have to show up, you've got to work on your craft, Um, we'll drive you places where we can, but like, this is really up to you. So when I moved here, they were like, we're also not financially supporting this dream. Like, if you're going to do this, you know, you got to work and you just have to promise us that you'll go to college, Um, which... Thank God I did, because I wouldn't have met you. Oh yeah, getting into the juicy part. This is this is you know <laughs> By how you met me. College. Let's let's go there. Let's get to the really good stuff. Um, so yeah, I was here for a few years, um, kind of doing doing the music, acting, sort of. And let me just I, I, I'm interrupt for a second just yeah. to take remind you and you know to, to inspire others. Like if you're mm-hmm. 16, you made it all the way to college alone, like taking care of yourself out in one of the, you know, it's the city of angels, but it's also like city of crushed dreams. And you are now even, you know, a decade and a half later, almost still out here. And that's just such something you should be proud of and super excited about because it's huge. So All right, now made it's been college. five minutes and I'm going to cry. Um, thank you for saying that. That's really sweet. And it's true. Like, you don't, sometimes you don't see those milestones when you're in it. And now that I look back on being so young and like I'm turning 30 in two months, so it just all feels so all encompassing to look at the trajectory of my life. I am shocked sometimes and, and proud, proud that I, I made it as far as I did. Definitely was not any sort of smooth road, but um, while I was here, I was like really enjoying it, like loving, you know, all the, people I was meeting and creative outlets that I could now step into, but it was super hard. I ended up in a terrible record deal that I should have never been in and had to get a lawyer before I turned 20 to like figure out how to get out of it. And um, I, I realized I needed a break. Like I had too many people telling me 
who I should be in the music industry. Like, you know, you're supposed to be the next Katy Perry or, you know, you're, you're wholesome like Taylor Swift. Like there was, there was too many <laughs> conflicting opinions and I was like, I want to figure out who I am. Um, so I'm going to take a break. I'm going to keep this promise to my parents. I'm going to go to college. Um, and I had been taking some classes um, since I graduated high school here enough to be able to transfer to Pepperdine. Yeah. Um, and that's where I met you. And I, I mean, I personally will never forget it because part of the reason why I think you and I get along so well is I see both of us as kind of like front row kids. Like, we're not. Front row we're kids. We're such like nerds. Yeah. We're not the kid that's like going to sit in the back and like hope that the teacher doesn't notice us. Like, we are going to be in the front row, hand raised. That's <laughs> what's interesting, you know? That's the, yeah. Absolutely. And we happen to be in one of the most interesting classes ever together. Um, I transferred in on a, on a winter semester, so you had already been there in his class for a semester, but um, I walked into the life-changing class that is Tom Shadiak's storytelling in life class. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, and I'm sure it will get mentioned a thousand times on this podcast because he <laughs> is a sage. Um, he is an incredible writer, director, um, extraordinaire. He directed Ace Ventura, Bruce Almighty, Nutty Professor, Liar Liar, Patch the Adams. Hits, the hits of our youth. Like, yes. The movies, I feel like every time I talk to somebody about it, they're like, wait, Ace Ventura, Liar Liar, like I watch that every day. Nutty Professor, like it always is those ones and, yeah. and they're funny and heart enriching and just like Tom. So like, yes, <laughs> he is exactly that. He is exemplified in his movies. Um, and I walked into the class really not knowing what to expect. I knew that I wanted to sort of learn from him, but as soon as you sit down, he hands you a silly bus, which he spelled it like S-I-L-L-Y dash B-U-S. There is no syllabus. It's about like literally telling stories and watching stories. So he would bring us various narrative films and documentaries um, and try to relate it back to our yeah. life and who we were on this planet and our, our energies. And Pepperdine is a predominantly Christian school. So it was really cool to like be in the room as there was a lot of awakening happening in a primarily sheltered population. Um, I would say myself included to a certain extent, even having lived in LA for as long as I did, I was absolutely like, I, my friends like call me the mom of our group. Like I was such a like goody two shoes little kid. So it was nice to like figure out what my life meant beyond what I thought I was supposed to do. Um, but yeah, I remember walking and it was like, I didn't know anyone in the class. And there were 200 people in this huge auditorium. And it's I was like, like I'm just- lecture hall or I mean, yeah, yeah. On campus. So big. And I was like, I'm just gonna sit right in the front. And I don't think I sat right next to you, but I do remember you being like along that row. And I'm watching Tom and I'm like super mesmerized. And then, first of all, he called out Alan like six times. <laughs> <laughs> Tom loves calling out good looking people. Um, but then he did the same thing to you. He like <laughs> called you out um, for being just so charismatic and lovely and wonderful. And you had and such stop, good questions. Stop. And that just kept happening every class. Um, and Tom also did a good job of like, getting us together outside of class to yeah. hang and be with each other. So um, we got to like do some volunteerism events together. Um, and then Tom at one point was like, I'm writing this book, Life o Life's <laughs> Operating Manual. You know, I need I need help. And of course, Kylan being the front row kid was like, I'll do all your marketing. <laughs> I got you. You know, yeah, I'm, it's, it's, I, I give credit to the writing, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll Put on the on the resume like you know mm -hmm. we hit the bestsellers list so that was dope but it just was exactly like Thanks that to you. class Tom's class uh, the storytelling like how did you end up 
going like what made you sign up for that class prior to being in it and finding out what it was really about? Well, I so I went to Pepperdine um, as a double major in vocal performance and film. Because once you're in LA, like you can't help but feel like the film bug mm. here. And I literally went into that class thinking it was going to be like a directing film class. I had no idea that it was going to just be like a class oh. that changed my life. Yeah. So like to give a little bit more background on Tom, like Tom, after he did all these films, made a successful director, started randomly, like essentially he, he had the moment where he looks around and was like, this isn't what I'm supposed to do in terms of the accumulation of wealth and resources so he just started being a philanthropist and giving away most of his money um, but also somehow still the most non-judgmental person like to, to be to balance both of those like hey here's what I'm gonna do kind of let me show you what I'm about but also he's very like oh like you know he's friends with Oprah and celebrities he's like I'll go to their house and say like hey this is what you're supposed to do like you're supposed mm -hmm. to have this this is just not what I'm supposed to do and like that sort of lack of judgment, like, you know, has always been something that I valued about his class and learning. And, and I actually didn't even sign up for his class. I literally showed up because that's right. I went to, Oh my God. I was in, I was looking for like something to eat and someone was like, Hey, they have pizza at this class and they're gonna give out bikes. I was like, give out bikes and pizza. And so I went and he ended oh up, uh, it ended up being real that they were like, Hey, they have pizza after class. We watched some movie or had a talk. Um, I'm the coolest class ever. Like you literally just sit down, listen to a talk or a movie or a documentary, and then you talk about it freely and openly with one of the wisest like minds in the world blowing back and forth. And uh, and then you eat pizza and snacks that you bring. Every class, free pizza. <laughs> and he started doing bikes to his class for a few years. He would give them bikes at the end because he's like, hey, this is the time where everybody wants you to be serious and focus. And but I want you to remind you to play. And for me, for him, he's like, bikes have helped him play. And he's like, the only thing I ask is that you guys come together to help raise funds for, so we can provide bikes to some elementary school kids at uh, Compton Elementary School. And so that like full circle-ness of his class, that's just Tom yeah. in a nutshell. That's what he's doing. And then we got to go, also we started going on uh, more trips. <laughs> yeah, we ended up getting an adventure because of it, which was, I mean, a you know, 10 year long adventure, which is unreal, but um, I was, lucky enough to be among Kyland and a few other students who Tom so graciously asked to come to this incredible film festival that happens every year in Telluride called Mountain Film. It's a documentary film festival. Um, and yeah, I'll never forget just feeling so lucky that Tom even asked me. It was like, how am I among like the cool kids in the class? Um, and he, he even invited me to this dinner. And he did say, once I invite you guys, you're invited for life. Um, as long as you guys get yourselves here, you know, we are a community and we just keep building and then, you know, you mentor the students the following year and it becomes one big family. And I remember, and you and I are both very much like this now, <laughs> we were like, don't tell us that. Cause like, we'll actually come. Yeah. <laughs> like, that I'm very big on like, like yeah. make connection with somebody and they're like, Hey, cause if I tell you, mm -hmm. Hey, you're invited or whatever, then like, I mean it. So I just mean, assume other people mean it <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I'm show up. So like, this is mm -hmm. when I land. Like that's how Don't make me an empty <laughs> offer. I will be there. Expe yeah, especially the Telluride. So Telluride, Colorado, one of the most beautiful little, like valley towns, super like you walk around the whole thing in 25, 30 minutes. And every year they do a festival of just documentaries where it's all cause based. So like some sort of documentary about something that is relevant or important um, to a environmental cause or a social mm -hmm. justice cause or, or something human around interest. the world, human interest and human spirit. And so Every year we go there and our group now, the Tom group is, you know, just over a hundred people <laughs> that converge in this little town 
and get <laughs> to watch these films. You know it's when we're there. The most beautiful city, like little t like scenery ever. I, I highly recommend it. Not during the festival. It's already crowded enough, but <laughs> Don't I won't tell you no, when it kidding. is. <laughs> Oprah no, was there like the last one that life. threw everything off. No, definitely come. I agree. It's they couldn't the even best. tell anyone that Oprah was coming prior because they didn't want people to come just for Oprah. Like, that's how small the town is and how intimate the festival feels yeah. and how much they're not trying to just, like, make money. Like, they could have made thousands upon thousands of dollars just selling Oprah-only tickets. And they were like, no, we want our festival goers to have this experience, which is really cool. It was amazing. So many connections there. And, you know, bring, bring it to your own life as far as in music. How, where'd that passion come from, kind of, and... What sort of connections are you, are you have you made in that that you're like that really made you uh, feel like this is the right path? Yeah. Oh my God, I love that question. It's so interesting when like life will take you in so many different directions, and yet the thing that you keep coming back to, like that's how you know I think that it's your thing. Um, I I was pretty young when I like was in elementary school, and one of my teachers was like, Hey, like. I'm gonna have like a little audition for who wants to sing Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas at our like little, you know, recital or whatever. And I was like, I love that movie. Like I didn't even think about singing. I was just like, I love that movie. I love that song. I really connected with like, just literally like the melody, everything about that song and the, the animation, the colors spoke to me. Um, and so I got up and did the audition completely fearless. Like, I think it was the only time in my life where I had zero fear at an audition or singing performance of any kind where like, even now, like I get incredibly nervous. I'm so self-conscious. And to think about me as a kid, zero, zero qualms about doing it. I was just ready and like excited to sing my song. And I got up and did it. And my teacher pulled me aside after class and she was like, I'm going to give it to you. And like, you're good. Like, you should know that, like, you can hit the notes. You have, like, a sense for pitch. Um, and so I kept kind of, like, training with her. And then she was like, I'd love to enter you into, like, perfect pitch competitions and small girls choirs throughout the tri-state area um, of, like, Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York. Um, so I was doing it often as a child. And music was just such a big part of my life. Singing was a big part of my life. Um, I was in, you know, voice and piano lessons all the time. I did abandon all the other sports um, and and just focus on this. And then it took, it really took moving to LA, I think. And I love LA. I'm one of those weird <laughs> people that like, I love it here. I me love too. my life here. It took LA to get like the wind knocked out of me where it was like, whoa, like other people are really good or other people play instruments better than I do or other people know how to produce and also sing, not so much 15 years ago, but definitely within the last 10 years for sure, which I think is such an asset to the music industry on so many levels, especially for women. Um, but yeah, I, I was just blown away by people's talent and terrified that I was never gonna be able to measure up. Um, and I knew, I knew the music that I liked making and it was not the music that, at like no matter how many record labels I went to from the time I was like a tween to, entering my early 20s, it didn't matter like anything that I described wanting to make, um, which was really the music that I like fell in love with. Like I, you know, grew up listening to like Fleetwood Mac records and Joni Mitchell and my parents just constantly had on this like 70s sort of like classic rock infused with folk that like really spoke to me. Um, and I, nobody was making that, like everybody was, you know, 
I actually, even at the time, I remember appreciating like Demi Lovato because she like had guitars in her. I was shocked. It was like, you have like audible guitars. This is unbelievable. Um, but yeah. What would you call your, so yeah, how, what would we call your, your genre, your, your genre of music? Yeah, definitely folk for sure. Um, now it's, there's a whole documentary that everybody should go watch, speaking of documentaries, um, that Connie Britton narrates okay. that just came out on Netflix called Country Music Explained. That is unbelievable that talks about the roots of country music as a genre, which of course, you know, has deep, deep tradition in the American South as black music, and then infused with folk instruments from Ireland, England, et cetera, the African banjo, all of these things created a couple of different sectors. They created the blues, they created Appalachian folk music, all these other things. Um, but how we got from there to the long road that took us to like today's pop country yeah. is a really, sad road and there's just so many people that didn't get credit along the way where they deserved it especially black people um and now yeah today's pop country is just so filled with it. like like if, if you lined up you know bpm and waveform etc like it is hip-hop oh, but they can't yeah it's like you know they're using 808s and yeah, fall yeah. on the floor and all these other things that like yeah and there's so many black artists that as well by that same token want to make country music and feel like they're not you know, to sort of our understanding yeah. of traditional country music and aren't welcome in that space. Um, and I say all that to say, one, it's super interesting and you should watch it because it just speaks to a lot of, I think, American history as yeah. well, which is very important. But also that country has done this interesting splintering where like folk and Americana are considered something different. They're like um, the way that the instruments, uh, I'm gonna take that sentence back. Folk and Americana are just considered something different because the way that they utilize certain instruments in one part of country music but not another makes it so that, again, like there's there's such clear lines yeah. within the genre. And they do that on purpose because they want to literally make it so that the genre is not accessible to everyone, um, especially women, especially people of color. Yeah, country radio is mostly oh. male um it's really really hard for people to break in so there's and you just know all this. So yeah i watched the documentary i think the uh so was there something else oh i was just gonna say the you know at the end of the day like i know that the kind of music i make has its you know roots in sort of appalachian folk and desert folk and pop and jazz and all these other things and to like call it any one thing sometimes feels strange but at the same time like i want to make sure i'm doing the music justice by honoring like where it came from and there's pieces of my heritage in that music and there's also pieces of someone else's heritage in that music and i feel lucky to still get to make it but i like i want to honor all the different places it came from no well i think that that's super important and super valuable to have people doing that in, in all spaces uh and i think Thinking about like getting to know you over the past decade and everything, I, I know Craig, uh, <laughs> our friend, producer, extraordinaire, so many things. We love Craig. My big bro. Um, the, was saying like, if we could remember when we saw, realize like the best friendship mm. side of like, hey, this is my friend. No, this is like my best friend. Cause I think that's always been something, even explaining to people our relationship in terms of like the closeness and affection stuff that's just never been like a sexual romantic thing and people yeah. have such trouble 
I think realizing <laughs> so that because there's a belief like mm -hmm. guys and girls can't be best friends and like yep. I or just friends or whatever without anything and you know we have a decade long and strong and I think about yeah maybe because I grew up with all sisters and you grew up with brothers I don't mm -hmm. know how it came to yeah, be yeah maybe but, that's part of it but do you remember yeah. I, I I was trying to remember a moment and I, I'm still trying but like if you remember a moment I I feel like my moment might also be your moment okay, and maybe moment. you're not like yeah. not that you're not remembering it but you might be like oh it might have been around that time yeah. or whatever um so I'm happy to tell you my moment and see if it inspires anything but um. Yeah, I remember on one of these many trips to Telluride. Yes, long 16-hour drive, Yeah, but beautiful like scenery, and, and we always make it fun and do stops and such. Yeah, it's stunning and worth it, and also like as much as we like do stops and have a great time, Kylan keeps us on a schedule. Like we are <laughs> we are getting there by a certain time, and we it's are long doing drive. something. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'm very grateful that we've had that, but it, yeah, I'm usually tired. Um, and Kylan is somehow Superman and never tired. Um, but anyway, we were we were driving and this was like several years into our friendship. Like we had always been like you were you were someone that I felt like an immediate connection and trust with in a way that if we're lucky enough, we have a few of those in our lifetime. But there was a moment where I think we sort of solidified that like this is a really special friendship. And we were driving to this festival and listening to a podcast. Yeah. Um, and it was just like various, various different podcasts. But one of them was an Aubrey Marcus podcast episode um, talking about relationships. And so you and I started sharing like our opinions on relationships okay. and then also divulged to each other like probably our deepest, darkest secrets about relationships <laughs> that we never told anyone for fear of being judged. And like we we kind of preface it with that. I think both yeah. of us being like, okay, this is gonna sound really messed yeah. up or whatever, but like this is an experience I've had or this is something I've felt, or have you noticed that other people do this? Am I the only one that thinks this way? Um, and I really felt not only beyond comfortable sharing that with you because you've always made me feel so like welcome and loved and appreciated in every moment that I'm with you. So I never feel like there's there's any judgment there. But then to like have that exercised where I would say a thing yeah. and you were like, oh, I, I relate to that. Or, oh, I see how you could get to that thought process or whatever really made me realize that what we were both saying is not only normal, but also like you, you share those things in a trusted environment. Like the fact that we were able to do that and have that with each other, I think was really special. And when I really knew it was best friends is that like we both left that road trip and no one else in our friend group suddenly had that information. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's, that's how I know. I'd say for sure is, I think that's what's special about like how connections deepen is with trust. And like, I think the biggest thing about trust is, is knowing that the love is unconditional and that there's no judgment. And I think that finding that in you and, and, and finding that in like, I was like the level of our, of our relationship was that like, you know, she had my, all of my social media and me messaging platforms all summer long uh, while I was trapped in the house doing this crazy thing. And <laughs> that was fine with me because I knew that th this is just somebody that I could open up everything to and that, uh, and I that's appreciate a lot you to me. trusting me with that responsibility <laughs> and care. And also like, also understanding the like delicacies of that and like the things that might unexpectedly come up. And yeah, I mean, I hope I'm not speaking for you no, in saying like, you know, like, I, I felt the whole time if something came up that I was like, oh, like, you know, 
would Kyland be, you know, concerned about me doing a certain thing or not doing a certain thing? And I was like, no, because he, I know that like one, we know each other well enough that like we both kind of think the same way about that stuff. And also that if there was any sort of misstep on my part that like he would, you know, forgive me and understand and know, know the way I was thinking about it and dealing with it. And I just, I just appreciate that grace. No, I mean, so to give clarity, like while I was in Big Brother, I was, I knew that I still wanted, you know, my friends and family that may not watch the show to just get, because I didn't think any of them would watch the show, but apparently almost all of them did, and, which yep. is very, very, uh, very uh, awesome feeling of love. But Tara was doing all my social media. So what was, I've had people ask like, how, what was that like? Like I'm in the show, before mm -hmm. I even leave, you said how like you, you get to see the other house guests before me, you get to see all this stuff. Yeah. How, uh. I know it was, it was so challenging cool. at times and, and also fun and cool. So yeah, what, how honestly, you... as a Big Brother fan, it was a great honor. And Kylan made me a Big Brother fan for anybody who doesn't know. He just came running into my house and was like, you have to watch this. It's so good. <laughs> and then we went into a deep binge. Um, but yeah, I it was truly an honor and so, so weird <laughs> to like know that he was, you know, there doing the show and that I had information before he had it just due to press announcements, et cetera. Like knowing like who all the other house guests were, I was like, he hasn't even met any of these people yet. And like, I know, you know, what their favorite movies are and like <laughs> what their favorite big brother duos are um, or who their favorite big brother duos are. And yeah, it was cool to like have this 360 degree view of the house. I'm sure everybody says that of people on the outside, but like, Everyone wants to be an armchair quarterback watching Big Brother and myself included like oh I would have never done that or I would have known this person was stabbing me in the back or whatever But like you don't know until you're in it and to watch someone I knew so well 24-7 be in it and to have information that either he didn't have or to be able to like see the whole picture of things you know you you are of course super excited and it's so fun and you're like this is so cool that like i know you know like the like how they're going to try to trip them up in this competition before he even knows or whatever it is like but you also the thing that comes with that is this like deep sense of empathy where you're just like oh like i'm watching the person that i care about like either you know be navigating a conversation without all the information or you know unaware of what somebody might be saying or not saying or we knew you know the theme like that it was um like this like gambling um no risk no reward theme oh, yeah, <laughs> before you knew and i was like that's kind of his thing <laughs> he's gonna love this um so yeah it was such a like swirl and mix of emotions constantly but it was also to be to be able to see how much people loved you and like be engaging with your fans prior to you doing it felt like, I, and I know it sounds cheesy saying it, but like I felt like a steward of that. I was like, I wanna make sure that I'm like letting them know how awesome he is because like I'm gonna be nowhere near as awesome, but if I can like set the bar even remotely high, like they're just gonna see how how amazing he is once he gets out and I wanted I really wanted people to feel that from you so there were times where like if we were making a joke on social about like how much you loved popcorn or something I was like I want people to get to know him like we're people in your life are lucky and blessed enough to know you I was like I want everybody else to to get to know him too and so I felt like you sometimes when it was weird but I was like gotta get my my Kylan Young brain on no I I, I would say that one thing for sure I heard was just how good of a job 
you did at the commentary at the stories of the post and everything. And I know that is like a full time job and you're just doing it for me as a friend. I, I, really I also begged him to let me do in the sense that like I was like, if you ever end up on this show, please let me do your social media. <laughs> I was like, that's all I want. Like if you I could never be on the show, but if you get to go on, if I get to do your social, that's the biggest. You said no empty offers, because I take you up on it. So that because that was like a year or two before that she had yeah. said that no. Um, there you go. And it happened. It meant yeah, it meant so much, but you I know that being in, you know, the the public eye and getting I, I knew coming out of the house, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get feedback, I'm going to hear these things. Coming out of the mm-hmm. house, something that I've really been expressing to, like, you know, family and friends is, like, the apology of mine of, like, I didn't think about how you guys would have to see to see something negative, or, or which is makes up such a tiny fraction overall because we had such an amazing cast, amazing season. Yeah, such so, an like, incredible So, like, so much response. positive feedback overall, but uh, to to see people at all, you know, say something about negative about someone that you care about like can be hurtful its own way so i really i know that you would have experienced the most just from the direct stuff and i just really appreciate you for that and for for powering through that because i know you know especially being out of the house there is can be challenges with that for different people and and uh yeah i want to say thank you (laughs) (laughs) um, anytime and true like I never want you to feel like you have to apologize for that because I I knew it coming with the territory. But like, you're right. You don't you don't and and that's why I don't want you to apologize because you don't know how you're gonna feel about that until you feel it. Like until you're in it and you're watching or feeling like somebody go through something. And I know you got to feel through stuff too with yes. uh, the uh, while I was in the house. So I'm in the house. I, I didn't know about any of this. Everyone else obviously saw this. <laughs> you ended up on this scene from The Bachelorette. Yeah, it yeah. Fun. Which, it <laughs> was so funny. funny to like, yeah, you were only in the house for a few weeks when it aired and like for everybody else in our life, like we, you know. Wait, can you tell, can you tell us what, what happened? Oh, yeah. Wait, whatever you're, you're allowed to share. There's there's that, yeah. So um, I I got to make um, a really fun little appearance on uh, Katie Thurston's season of The Bachelorette and um, I got to, share a kiss with Connor B, which was so fun. And it was just like, it was one of those experiences where I didn't know, I honestly didn't know like how, you know, people were going to react or what anybody was going to say or not say. And like the whole experience ended up being super positive, especially when like people started, you know, drawing the connection between you and I. and. Well, I mean, right after it's like I because I yeah. went to HOH and like uh, the second one, and they ended up putting mm-hmm. giving me three pictures of just me and Ted. They're fantastic, lovely photos, uh, and I think and everybody was just like, "Wait, it's kind of married." Like, like <laughs> every house gets every like, house gets mm-hmm. like, "No, this is not." That was a whole whole ordeal, but I, I yes. guess it just coincided with. I mean, addition to our friendship and the wonderful letter, it coincided with you yes know, this, this viral moment. Yeah, it was crazy how it was all right around the same time. It was like, oh no, he wanted to pitch this week. Maybe my pictures will end up in there. Um, but of course, you know, all of the like response on the internet was like, oh my gosh, that's that girl. Um, so it was just so funny to see and cool to like see, you know, reality accounts that like you and I know from the past, like 
talking about you and I being friends and just again like the rest of the internet sort of like speculating whether or not we were dating it was like I'm so glad I got to you know talk to Derek Lavasser and Cody Calafuri about the fact that we are not dating um that was a nice set the record straight moment um but that we are best friends and it was yeah it was just so cool to like have everyone in our life our mutual friends be like how crazy is it that you know you and Kylan are in all this media together and like he doesn't even know he has no idea and so many people were like I have to be there when you tell him like he's gonna Oh he's gonna gosh. freak out um and you did you had a great reaction like showing you the clip was, was yeah really everything funny. everything in there is wild i mean so coming into towards the 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 end of this conversation uh when we think about connections like for you what's been in your life like one of your most important connections whether that's like connection to a place or, or a person or a thing or or a moment like what's a, what's a connection that's that's most significant in your life, one of them. Yeah. Well, am I allowed to have two oh, answers? Yes, yes. You can have two. There we go. Fine, two. But two is like the max. Two's the max. Two's the max for right now. Yeah. Yes, I have lots we of get connections. the extended cut later. Um. Yeah. That that first connection, I do, I do believe is music. Like it, it's the thing that I always kept coming back to. Like despite having myself, you know go through all these crazy experiences, be knocked down multiple times, having so many people tell me no, um, being in situations where I felt like I wasn't good enough, all of a sudden, God, the universe would come with another opportunity. And I would be like, this means that it's, and, I, and it lit me up. Yeah. And I was like, this is the only thing that lights me up. This is the reason I'm supposed to be here. I can keep fighting against it and like let the world tell me what it thinks I should do, or I can let my spirit tell me what I think I should do. Um, so that's my deepest connection. It also like makes me feel the most more than anything else. Like more than being in love, more than even like my connections with some of my family members. Um, that's not to say that I couldn't have a deeper connection at some point in the future, like with a child or a spouse, but I, I've never felt more than driving through the streets of Los Angeles in my car, listening to a song that either is tearing me apart or making me dream bigger things about the world or making me fall in love with love. Like that is almost more visceral to me than the actual experience, which is, I don't know what that says about me, but it's true. Um, and then my two part answer is definitely you. And I know, I know that's the corniest possible answer, but I really mean it. And it goes back to the moment in which we became best friends in my mind, which is that like, there there are lots of people, we were talking about this with Craig earlier, that like can achieve sort of best friend status in your life. And I think that that's a good thing, especially since we grew up in a culture where like, you know, only one person gets to be your very best friend and whatever. <laughs> like, it's so cool that we get to have multiple people that serve us in different ways. But my connection with you, I think is honestly one of, my most special if not the most special because there is that lack of judgment there's complete unconditional love no matter what i do i know that you'll love me because i've done it a lot and <laughs> you're that still here and also that like you you've shown up for me when it didn't make sense to show up for me you were still there you were the person that was going to like be there when the chips were down and when <laughs> shit got hard like 
that's that's you and you've done that so many times for me in my life and I I truly I mean this when I say this like I don't I don't know what I would do without you <laughs> I mean <laughs> I'm not crying I know it, it, it is the only thing I could say is just all, all those things right back and the, and the value that I have on, on our relationship and I think I don't know it kind of reminds me too of like how certain societal things can limit connections because it's like mm. there could probably be a lot more people that like guys and girls can be friends yeah. <laughs> and just friends and yeah and i think about how fortunate i am that i was that both of us happen to be raised that in a direction that allowed that to be possible because of how meaningful our friendship love connection is to me yeah. in my life and and i think uh in addition to music and, and friendship and trust all these things another place that uh, I know that you've talked about before is just your something I admire is just your strength around like your inner strength around dealing with like mental health and like positivity around that and uh, I mean I'd love to know like or at least yeah. to, if you would be down to share a little bit about that yeah yeah um and I wow I just really appreciate you saying all of that and offering that space that's really nice because it's it's hard, I think, for people to, to be vulnerable and talk about those sorts of things, and you've always made me feel, like, open and, and able to share. Um, but yeah, I've, I've struggled with my mental health quite a bit throughout my life, um, and I think the thing that I would love to, like, share and drive home, and, and I, you know, we could spend eight podcasts talking about the history of my mental health, but more that, like, it's the thing that you think other people are going to judge you for, I promise you, is the thing that is only going to make them love you more. And even Thanks. now, I struggle with that all the time. Um, like, I have a history of trichotillomania, which is a hair pulling disorder. Um, I have a history of anxiety and depression. And these were things that I felt like shamed me and scarred me and made me so unworthy. And also so, like, you know, able to like sit in the middle of a room and have people stare at me and be like how could she be so awful like I, I always used to think about like what would happen if I told someone about all these deep dark things I'm dealing with like what would they say and Kylan was one of the first people I told about my trichotillomania diagnosis when I like really needed help and not an ounce of judgment he was like great like sounds like you have a plan for how you want to deal with that like let's help solve the problem. Is this, is this a problem you even want to solve? Like, like, you know, how can I be there? How can I help and support you? Um, and that was on another one of those long drives to tell you ride that I'll never forget. Like they're just really, really special moments that have like absolutely changed the course of my life. And when I tell people, like if people are like, Oh, you know, how did you find peace in that or overcome that thing? Um, I always go back to, our connection truly like feeling comfortable enough to come to you um and community in general like just having those people around you that will love you despite your like worst fears and your worst things and i mean i think when i am starting to oh, sorry that's it when i reflect on like our relationship our connection uh i think about jedediah jenkins our friend and, and, and great author and 
soon having his book made into a movie just amazing guy that we met through tom of course of course and uh, connections yeah he he friend that rode his bike from uh oregon to uh patagonia so north america to the very very tip of south america amazing story uh but he is another sage of so much wisdom and he's he has a tattoo that he got that says anamkara that he said comes from like a celtic phrase for for soul friend and he's just like you know it's it's a belief around the souls being here a lot longer than, than humans have and like some of them met and became friends and then eventually found uh sometimes in, in human form they find each other again i think that's that's what i think of with you and with us and, and i really appreciate that making me think of the movie soul and so i'm actively crying um that is of course so beautiful soul friend that's a beautiful phrase wow i love that and i i do tell people often like you know again it's people's perceptions around guys and girls being friends, but they're like, you know, are you and Kylan ever ending up together? And I'm like, no. And <laughs> I will, like, the no, reason why is I not because, yes, not because he's not amazing. He's amazing. But like, I, I, and I know you feel the same way. I need my soul friend. I need the person that I can sit with. I tell him all the time, like we both have to live at least until 90 so we can be like <laughs> in our nineties on some rocking, chair like <laughs> sitting with each other hanging out um and still like talking about our life experiences and even in in a spouse a significant other somebody that you have like such a deep soul connection with that's different than your soul friend connection yeah. and i feel really blessed and lucky to hopefully because i am so single have have both we're, we're, we're working on that connection now that you know kind of helping me we, we constantly <laughs> And All yeah. areas of my life. No, well, I, I think the, uh, I think I'm, yeah, I'm just really, like I said, I, I can keep saying how grateful and, and thankful I am for, for you. And I really appreciate you taking the time for the conversation today. Thanks for having <laughs> me. I'm so honored. We've been wanting to do this for a long time. We so. have. We really, I'm, we've spent too much good. time talking instead. Um, true. <laughs> we're getting true. to record it. So I'm glad that we <laughs> yes. are. And where can people connect with you? What a lovely question. Um, I, cause connections, please connect. It's so fun. Like I, those deep, like soul friend connections are so important and I'm, I want to talk about it with everyone. So please send me a message, but, um, I am at Tara Kelly music on all the things. Um, Instagram is a great place to connect. Um, and yeah, if you want to like check out any of my music, um, Spotify, Apple Music, all the things. You can check it out there. I've got some new stuff coming as well that I am very excited Get about. Get ready. Get <laughs> ready. heard some of it. Um, and yeah, I'll be I'll be playing another show in January, so I'll post details oh, yeah. about that. On okay, well, media. details coming soon yes. for where to see if you're if you're local in LA. If you're not, yes. you should get out here to see and witness it. So thank you again. I mean, it's you know we're we're connected for life in general, but I really appreciate coming out for us to make this connection today Dude, and thank share you. it. <laughs> thank you for having me. I love you, soul friend. Uh, I love you too. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, everyone.